0: All right, welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm your host, Connor, and I'm here with former guest, Calvin.
1: Hey, thanks for having me back.
0: And we have McKinnon on as a guest again. What's up? Glad to have you back. It's good to see you. We I'm had, happy to be here. Yeah, we had uh, Jaden step out for a little bit, and so it's good to... I like having your perspective, so it's nice to have another another uh, person jump in and,
1: and uh, have someone else to talk about, because yeah, I, I got a little tired of
0: Calvin. Yeah,
1: I know, right? <laughs> Filling those, like, those empty monologues of me just pontificating. I like those parts,
0: though. And we're doing a quick dip on the Shawshank Redemption today. Uh, We did one on Jaws not too long ago, and I think kind of the idea is to get some of our thoughts out on these movies that are considered, like, these these are Hollywood classics, and maybe kind of get into why. There will be, like, a review aspect of this, but it's also kind of like, oh, you know, why is this movie such a big deal, you know? Why do we still talk about them? Right. Um, Let's see. I pulled up some of the stats for this one. It's uh, directed by... Frank Darabon and uh, it came out in nineteen ninety four. It had a budget of twenty five million and made fifty eight million, so it did like pretty well. And considering it's a nineties movie, that isn't like it's not like an action movie or anything like that. Uh it, it did pretty well. And it's uh it's two hours and twenty minutes. It feels that, I think. That's funny, I don't. Oh really? I I got kind of over this movie maybe halfway through. Uh oh, okay. I think it feels longer. Really? But in a good way. Elaborate on that, like how, like like you enjoyed like this uh, the characters and like the yeah like, like the story I, being told that you yeah like I I felt very invested like in there the
1: story, was just so, so many like there were so many plot points that you felt like wow we really covered a lot of tracks so I I feel like it's a longer movie because we covered years and decades sorta sure okay Am I maybe <laughs> reading too much into your maybe behavior? no I just I I really like the
2: the pacing of it and I I I was invested the whole way through and I. I didn't think it was I didn't think it was too long in a bad way. I thought it was long in a good way.
0: Okay. I think I'm starting to realize that going back through some of these classics I'm like, well, people watched shitty movies like back <laughs> then. like I mean, this just isn't a it, it particularly impressive to me. Like my first impression is uh this is the kind of movie that like a suburban dad gets excited for. <laughs> um like, you know, it's, it's it's Saturday afternoon, he's finished mowing the lawn. He's got his favorite pair of khakis on. His new balances are double knotted and <laughs> And he's gonna treat himself and he's gonna sit down and he's watch. got an ice pack yeah <laughs> And he's gonna watch the shawshank redemption and this movie is fine i mean it's it's certainly not bad i don't always understand why some of these like classics like why are they classics because i i don't like get a lot out of this movie it's uh this movie is like the least risk-taking like classic i think ever it, like not a lot is going on in it like it's it's I understand what I mean, kind of what you're saying, where it's like you're invested in the characters. The characters are interesting in it, and they're the whole driving force of the movie. But sort of like there's no tension in it. I kind of always feel like everything is going to be resolved and it's going to work out for them. Like there's never a point where I think like there's a conflict that I'm really taking seriously. And so that's kind of why I think like this is a really safe movie that you know just a a dad watches on his day off. You know.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's risky. Like the movie's not trying to say anything too out there. Or whatever it's just a story about your hero and will he will he make it in the end or not and we all know he's going to but right. it's not like it's not a risky movie as you put it
1: right yeah uh honestly like this is a wonderful movie oh wow. i okay. i enjoyed it a lot i, I got <laughs> okay. like i was like 90 minutes in and i was like man that just flew by in a way that like other movies that we've watched recently have not um <laughs> yeah we've had a couple ones that i think were rough to get through like the
0: Because I think we always try to watch these like, you know, a second and third time to make sure we're doing our due diligence. And there's a couple that's like, okay one time was probably enough. (laughs) Yeah. Was this was this your first time watching it, Calvin?
1: I mean, no, like I've wanted I wanted to talk about this movie uh, for a while because um, I'm aware of it. And I just I wanted to revisit it, you know, with my more my wider uh, film knowledge now, because when I when I remember Shawshank I don't remember anything necessarily cinematic so or like anything uh visually arresting or unique and so I wanted to revisit that and see if that's still the case and so yeah like they like that's why I wanted I we went back to this and like I think that's like why I want to talk about Shawshank so much it's like it's because it's widely considered by like many casual moviegoers to be the best movie of all time and uh like so why do people think that and it may be one of the best movies of all time, but this is, this is the movie that we really want to harp on the difference between movie and film. Like This is a great story, but it's a talking book and not a film. It's not anywhere close to the best film, or even in the conversation.
0: Can you, I, I kind of, because I read your note on that, can you, uh, are we going to talk about it more, or do you want to elaborate on why, what is the difference between a movie and a film, Hannah and I were talking about it the other day, and the... Uh, I was joking. I was like, it's kind of the same way the Supreme Court uh, defines pornography. It's like, you know, I can't sit here and and give you a definitive definition, but you know it when you see it. It's kind of, that's kind of how I feel about difference between a movie and a film. It's like, I can tell like, like lamb, like that's a film. Uh, Jaws is a movie. Like, you know, it's like, I can't define why I think of one as the other one, but do you have like a more definitive
1: way to describe them? Yeah. So I've split this up into like why Shawshank is a good movie and why Shawshank is a bad film. Um, so we'll talk, we'll, we'll get more into that in a little bit. And I would, I would call Jaws, it has film qualities. Right. Okay. It's a movie, but that's I say, overall. It, for me, it's hard to pin down like but I just know it when I see it, you know? (laughs) Yeah. So, so we, we've, that's how we've split this up. Like why, why Shawshank, what Shawshank does well, why it's good, why it's a fun, simple, easy movie and why it's not, uh, why it's not a good film is because it doesn't take advantage of, uh, of the medium. So we'll get to that though. Okay. Uh, do we want to get into like, why is this a good movie? Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the overall narrative because the overall narrative is really like the the whole point. Why I don't why I was engaged the whole time. It's engrossing. It's I'm invested. It's because it's it's uh, structures all of its plot points in a way that you're riding up and down, um, getting more attached, feeling the the emotions of the characters. So like let's this is the the order basically of of events is. Um, uh, you have his conviction, you have a, a slight build up by staying sane the first night, and then the worst low with all of the rape and beatings, and then up through his empowerment Which, from his associates. I didn't kids. remember any of that being as brutal as it was. Like, I'd seen this like yeah. years ago, and then I
0: rewatched it again. I was like, oh my God, I'm like, that's sure that's so a TV brutal. thing, like yeah.
1: TBS. Like, oh, the edit of it, they yeah. Edited, they took all of that out. I was like, oh them. my God, this is really brutal. Right, right. And I think, but there's also like parts of it, like like, they didn't... They really insinuated a lot. We know we, we can pick up that subtext super easy now, but I wonder how much, like, as kids, like we're really talking about sure. biting penises. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so then you have up through his em- empowerment from all of his associations with the captain and the warden, and then a dip from uh, confronting the existential nat- nature of being institutionalized. That's the whole section of uh, Brooks. Uh, being on the outside and what it means to like, you know, I might have station within this prison, but I'm not free. I'm not anywhere. I'm not going. I'm not doing anything. So then you have this slight another up with all of his projects like the library music um, the you know, his little Tommy project. And then another rise with possible hope and a new trial, and then crushed by the warden, killing Tommy and, right. and, and uh, putting him in the hole for two months. And then the ultimate lift with escape. So it's, it's all of it follows. Like you don't have like multiple lifts and multiple dips in a row. uh, You're constantly feeling the ups and downs of someone who's been in prison for 20 years. Mm -hmm. And so we never, nothing ever feels tired uh, and um, nothing ever takes too long for that reason. We're just little different elements the whole time. McKenna, you mentioned that you like the pacing. Like do you, is that like part of the reason why
0: you think it is paced out well? It's like kind of the the, the peaks and valleys like uh, make sense and they are like spread out in a way that... It makes the movie like engaging is that like part of like your take on that yeah i think so the it does go up and then down up and down
2: and the structure of the distance between those i think is paced very well and it keeps me in enraptured in is that the word
1: yeah, 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 that's another word for it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the whole thing is an allegory for existentialism. Like, this is your only life, and it's either meaningless because you let it, or it has meaning because you made it. So that's why it resonates with so many people, is because it very much like whether you're in prison or whether you have are living, you live in a, a construct of your own life as a prison, you can think of these things as being similar. And that's why this character and this struggle resonates with you. Right. I, I agree with that. I'd like to think this movie is more of like
0: a slice of life kind of movie Mm. Um, because it doesn't really seem to until the very end when you realize it's kind of all been building to this escape. But like if you just I mean, if you remove that part from the movie entirely, it's really just like this is what life is like in a prison. And I think that's interesting because that slice of life concept shows up in other movies, but it's it's unique to see it in a prison, I think, and to see like the story told like by these characters and everything. So uh, that's kind of like when I watch this movie, that's what I think it is. It's just to be like these are these are stories of the characters in their life. Uh, so speaking of like slice of life and the characters like kind of driving the story, we'll get into more of them. Uh, what do you guys think of Andy Dufresne? So Andy
1: is is perfect um, for a few for why Shawshank works. But I want to know I'll explain what I mean by that. I want to know what you guys think of it for, of him first. I think he's a boring character, but it works. Like why he, Why do you think it works?
2: Because he doesn't need to be like. He's not like, gosh, how do I explain that? He's not super talkative, very active. He does very, I don't know, he's in his shell the whole movie.
0: I like to think of him as aloof, not boring. Sure. I I guess in my mind, those are similar. You're right. One is like a nicer way of saying it, I guess. But I think that there's like a vagueness to his character that makes him interesting. And so you kind of, you're like waiting for him to become like, and that his relationship moves along with Red. And so you get to like see more into who he is as a character. So I like like his start. Yeah. Like you're saying he's in his shell, but he opens up a bit more, but it is interesting. It's like, there's always something like hidden about him, you know?
2: Yeah. He has very few lines in the movie, which I, I think is shocking for like your main character.
0: I love Tim Robbins in this too. Uh, I love that he got cast. I guess this like attracted like uh, a lot of like like Tom Cruise was trying to get in on it. Uh, this seems like a uh, yeah Kevin Costner, Tom Hanks, which this Gene seems like Hackman. such
2: a Tom Hanks movie to me. Like well, Tom Hanks did uh The Green Mile, yeah. which is like a super similar movie.
0: It's same director, to it's same, same director, yeah, director. yeah exactly. Yeah. 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 So I mean, I I'm glad that they chose Tim Robbins because there there is too. He's kind of got a, like a weird creepy quality to him. Uh, like in the courtroom. You know mm-hmm. he's like he uh, the judge says like you're you're a cold-blooded killer he's like i you know i can't believe someone can come in here and just be so like blasé blah, blah about this because there is he's got like creepy eyes and yeah so there's something like intriguing i think the casting is great i like i like
1: a I i like that andy character a lot yeah and i'd say so andy Dufresne is played with with zero emotion and really zero character traits i don't think he really displays any character traits throughout the whole film um and so whether by accident uh, uh, or design, what happens then is that he becomes an empty vessel for every audience member to deposit their experience into. Because he's not hes not idiosyncratic in a way that, oh, that's not me because I wouldn't behave like that. This is just a, what a normal guy just trying to make his lot in life acts like. So we all resonate with that. And so... Um, so we see through Andy, we feel through Andy, like we become Andy. Like, And this extends beyond empathy and even sympathy because we can see ourselves there in his place getting beaten down. Like that's Shawshank. Like that's why this exist- existentialism really works and why the, the metaphor extends to us so well is because we can see ourselves in, sh- in our own Shawshanks. I like that you bring that up. You know, it's it's a story about Andy, but I think what's interesting
0: about this is it's told through the perspective of Red, who is played by Morgan Freeman. Um, I, I, it's it's a neat way to do a story because you know he's the one with like the voiceover and he's kind of describing all the events that are going on. But it really is a story about Andy. Uh, but what do you guys think of Morgan Freeman in this?
1: Honestly, like the, his voiceovers, like I get like heavy Family Guy vibes. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's uh,
0: I think that's that's. I unfortunate. Forgot. It's unfortunate because like that is all taken and put in
1: Family Guy because it's inspired by Shawshank. Yeah. Not because for, Shawshank is aping off Family Guy. And I I knew that, but I like forgot like how much they really matched his cadence. Oh, in, yeah. in Family Guy yeah, and a so lot right. of other places. Like so like it's fun visiting some of these classics and like seeing like how they are in other pop culture references and right. then like seeing the original thing. It's kind of. It's, It's fun for that sake, not because it spawns something, but because like um, I've seen it in my modern day now. Right, right. Going back to the source.
2: I, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of narration. When one of the narration parts always stuck out to me was when, uh, when Brooks leaves the uh, prison. Right. And it's like, it's like a lot of narration about how he's like not fitting in outside the prison. Mm -hmm. And when I watched that, that reminded me a lot of Up when uh yeah wow yeah when uh what's the old guy's name carl when carl and his wife and they're like speeding through their whole life and then she dies or whatever and it's like a movie within a movie
0: like his loneliness at the end of it yeah
2: kind of well just like how that quick scene of carl and his wife is like it's like a separate movie Mm -hmm. within up it felt like this whole thing with brooks and the narration from morgan freeman was like a movie within a movie yeah. that's something i noticed well, I you could like, totally take that out me. and
0: it would be in in like little short movie you exactly totally yeah. yeah i yeah. like that idea a lot yeah
1: yeah the the darkest pixar short yet yeah right
0: yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> um, he looks like carl too carl the he epilogue
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, re- the uh, the euphemism of suicide was real all along oh my gosh <laughs> i've
0: caught so much flack from my family over that they hate you they, for that yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like what is common talking about up is not about suicide <laughs> Have you guys not seen Shawshank? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, One thing I... Just a little fun fact about Red. um, So this is based on a book by Stephen King. And uh, he's an Irishman in that with red hair. And there's a fun little line where... uh, they ask red like wow how'd you get the name And he's like i don't know maybe i'm irish so it's just like a little nod to the book I, I think it's a fun little inside like little joke if you if you read the book that's, that's funny or that if you funny, looked yeah. up the fun facts
2: <laughs> yeah because that line confused me but if it's <laughs> yeah, based on the yeah, book that, yeah. that makes a lot more i think sense. it's
1: just a quick little nod to the book yeah. it's really yeah. neat i thought maybe he was native american and this is just a joke in poor taste Ooh. isn't
2: his last name is red or something isn't it Redding. 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 yeah
0: mm-hmm. i do like that you brought up brooks i think that's a that's like part of the movie that really tugs at your heartstrings is that a character scene. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think like Calvin said, it's like his station within the prison and now he's completely lost that and how it's now he's, he's more trapped on the outside than he was in the prison. And and that's like a, I think that's probably something that doesn't get talked about in like real life very much is like, you know, there's a lot of people that come out of prison and they're like, they're like, I don't fit in here at all. Like I, I, I was somebody back there. Now I'm like, uh, in groceries here so I like bringing that perspective in and it really gives like a tragic nature to the story like it uh, you, Calvin is right there are a lot of like uh, emotional like ebbs and flows in this movie and, and they're done really well I, I, I'm starting to come around a little bit I yeah. kind of thought this was a little boring but th- that the- kind of how they pace out kind of your emotional moments works well yeah
1: brooks is really necessary for that reason like because if you the way, way that where they put it and now that with him grappling being in prison forever you can't just have ebbs and flows like a normal slice of life thing this is a completely different psychological um uh thing being played out it's a new type of drama and looking at yourself like in terms of freedom as well so that's why it it feels out of place. It feels weird. It's not like any of the others. We have a different narrator, but it is so, so necessary because otherwise this movie would drag. Uh, I do want to talk
0: about more plot-wise, like one of the, I think, less organic plot points in this is uh, the introduction of Tommy's character and him being aware of the murder of his wife and the, the golf star she's been sleeping with. Yeah. That seems really contrived in a movie that I thought was like working out really well narratively. So I I don't like really love that part and it ends up kind of all being all for naught anyways. So I don't really know why you, I don't think you need that in there. Like I said, all the tension in this movie between Andy and the uh, the warden doesn't really seem to matter because I know it's going to work out for Andy in the end anyway. So having like that having having that part didn't really seem necessary to me. I wonder what you guys thought of that.
2: I I agree that it does seem contrived because up to that point you're not really sure if he's guilty or not.
0: Right, and I like even too that Andy starts saying he's like they ask him what he's in there for and he's, he's
2: like what do you mean i'm innocent yeah. everyone in here is innocent
0: and then yeah it,
2: but then after after tommy shows up and he he like tells that mm-hmm. you know he was roomed with someone who was actually guilty for it or likely guilty then suddenly there's no more doubt anymore and you know that he is innocent yeah but it would have been interesting if the movie if the movie ended and you weren't sure still if he was innocent or not
0: it would be almost more interesting if like the the attorney uh from the beginning like maybe gets some like there's some more evidence shown and he's like, Oh, maybe like a shadow of a doubt type of thing. I, I don't think that if... would have fit in better than like having Tommy just be like, Oh, I just so happen to know a guy that totally if... exonerates you. Yeah, yeah. I
2: don't know if I would like that more. I think I would prefer the Tommy reveal yeah. more, but you're right. It, it does seem contrived. Yeah.
0: That's yeah. probably the only part narratively that I'm just like, eh, I don't really care for this.
1: Yeah. And I don't know. Yeah. And I don't know if I, the idea of, him, of us not knowing whether he did it or not, I I don't think I think you need to know that he definitely didn't do it because otherwise this movie um, isn't a redemption it's a a scumbag escaping right yeah even even the hint of it is yeah really takes down what the the heart of this movie is it couldn't be called Shawshank Redemption anymore yeah couldn't
2: they couldn't they reveal that he's innocent in a like a better more natural way though
1: oh yeah i agree with that yeah because yeah. i was going to make the example like it, otherwise this is con air you know Oh <laughs> God. what an amazing movie that is <laughs> uh so that's kind of like an aspect of the film i don't like uh is there
0: more stuff that like maybe
1: kind of the bad of shawshank well no 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 let's, i'm almost finished with the good like the, oh okay like because the otherwise it's all of the the characters like they're just archetypes they have their little bits and they don't get in the way right and that's it that that's that's all we really need to talk about like oh one other character i didn't want to talk about is the uh the captain do you know what else he's in i know him from uh starship troopers he is mr krabs
0: oh yeah he totally is you're totally right he is from he spongebob the, From yeah, he the voice. SpongeBob. he's the voice actor for him is it i could see that yeah Are i could sure? see oh now, he, now he's got like long hair and like a big beard and oh, stuff weird yeah. Okay. yeah yeah huh yeah <laughs> isn't that yeah He's yeah. the one who like captures the brain bug in uh, Starship Troopers. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he was like uh, the drill sergeant for uh, for Johnny for, like the beginning of the movie. Gosh, and I hate he, like, that movie so gets, much. It's so great. It's <laughs> so
2: nasty, and you guys would watch it, and I hated watching that movie. It's
0: like amazing propaganda satire. I it's know. so funny. Yeah. Uh, but back to Shawshank.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so those are all of the reasons that Shawshank works those are what make it good um the characters are likable and enjoyable they don't they're uh they're understandable um all of the and it's all it's really just plot structure that's why kind of why i described this movie as really
0: safe like everything is just really nice in it even though it's in a prison it's like yeah, yeah it's like but everyone is likable. all the side characters are are great which is funny They some of them have really neat names like you got like snooze and skeet and they're all like little fun little guys in the background. I, yeah. I like them a lot.
1: But yeah, it's really hard to do still. But like, it's it's a formula. So that's that's why that's why it's a good movie. Is it? It sticks to its formula and it does it well. Yeah, I was surprised though.
0: Uh, the same director does that movie, uh, The Mist, which is another Stephen King adaptation, and that movie is like horrific, like body horror, and it's like a story about kind of how. When it kind of comes down to it, people turn to like their baser needs, and how quickly people are to turn against each other, and you kind of, uh, you kind of get put in your own little group of like, and and there's conflict within the groups and everything like that. Like they murder a guy because he's in the military and they think he has something to do with it, even though he has nothing to do with it. So I think of in these movies are like 13 years apart, so the director can grow and change. But like looking at Shawshank, where I'm like, this is the safest movie, suburban dad movie I've ever watched, and then The Mist is like out of control like it's really crazy and has like a lot of like interesting questions in it it's a really good movie but yeah.
1: to think it's the same director well and what's interesting is he also frank darabont owns owned the rights to two other uh stephen king novels like that's why it's because it's for whatever reason he has an in with stephen king yeah, to I guess, like yeah. adapt all of his movies <laughs> and these just chose these ones So I don't, I don't really know why, but yeah, it is interesting that that's, that that's the case.
0: Stephen King got like a $5,000, uh, royalty royalty check for this and he never cashed it. He like framed it and then sent it back to Frank Darabont. He's like, in case you ever need like bail money, (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty funny.
1: That's amazing.
0: Uh, but away from the fun facts as much as I like them. Uh, so yeah, some of the bad, like why, why doesn't this work?
1: So why is Shawshank a bad film? 142 minutes of film, and I counted one shot that I found visually interesting. Yeah. And I, I think you both know which one I'm talking about, right? Which one am I talking
0: I, about? I think you probably like the aerial shot of the prison where it kind of goes over the top of it and then spins around. I thought that was, like, interesting. Or there's a couple wide shots of the prison, like I think when the, the one prisoner gets taken out who's, like, crying at night saying he shouldn't be there. There's, like, a really neat wide shot of that.
1: But that's the same one. It's always come back and yeah, everything's yeah. always centered. I don't find that... That's a very, like we don't have anywhere else to be in this room than all the way at the end of the hall in the middle of it. So yeah. it's really more of a convention of being in that space than it is a uh, cinematic choice for um, composition. Right. I had a note about that as well as like, cause they filmed this in an actual prison. Um,
0: mm-hmm. And so I thought like all the shots of people in cells, like they don't really work because they filmed it not on a soundstage where they got to build a cell to like film, to make a good shot. in. so
1: those shots don't really work at all for me they're very tight yeah it's it's hard to get a camera in there with uh right <laughs> with how wide you need to get it like get your angles but your favorite shot it's yeah it's the helicopter shot okay right yeah so so that's it like so you have the this uh we fly over the building and we look out over the prison yard and it hangs for a while you know it's mm-hmm. like 30 seconds um but as everyone is walking to the gate but that is it. That shot is also completely out of place in this movie. Oh, totally. It, it That's really, why I noticed it. <laughs> yeah, it really doesn't belong. It doesn't. It doesn't provide the tone or the atmosphere that they're. That they're, It's not a Denis Villeneuve, uh, shot. Those when he does those shots, they're in service of of his film, of his central idea, of his atmosphere, that's not, that's not going on here. Like there's not a single shot with, uh, interesting composition, a single shot with more than basic camera work. Um, I don't even know if we have any shots that go over a minute. So nothing's even fun in terms of technique. So, but why Shang isn't a film is because it can't tell its story without Morgan Freeman talking for 90% of it. Okay. Like this film would suck without the voiceovers because the images aren't speaking. It's why I hate voiceovers. Like if your movie needs voiceovers, then you didn't take advantage of your camera. Or you may not even know how to get your camera to speak. Like that's film. Go and listen to our hereditary and our midsummer episodes because we talk at length about how everything within the frame works to enhance the context of the shot or the central idea of the film. There is nothing like that here.
0: Yeah. I made a note. Like nothing is visually interesting. It's just, it, they just need to have a camera show stuff because it's a movie. That's yeah. how it felt.
1: Like, like, like let's take the, the, the scene with the beers and you know, they're, they're talking about how we felt like free men that one time you can, you can give so many different camera angles about like skies and like, you know, a, a little bit montage of like what it means to be like outside and moving without bounds. Right. Um, but it's just they're just walking around on the roof with the camera. It would have been kind of cool so story
0: because like there's shots of the outside of the prison. It's all like green grass and nice. It would have been kind of cool if having the perspective of them being on the roof, you could then see like the green grass and forest without seeing like the prison fence. And yes. so it would make it feel like yes, they are outside, they are free. Instead of just having Morgan
1: Freeman tell you they felt free, you know? Right, because then it's the it's the it's their perspective of seeing what it's like to be free. Right, it's not them saying. You know, we felt like Freeman. That's a book. That's why this was a good book. That's why this movie is a book is because there's, you could literally close your eyes and understand everything that that this movie is trying to say. Right. Which is unfortunate.
2: So instead of having these dynamic, beautiful shots, they went the cheap way and just put in narration is your point.
1: Well, it's not necessarily that they went the cheap way to put these in. It's because it was a book and so they adapted it as a book but be, and some people just aren't good at adapting uh, something to a different medium because it needs to be something else you like look at like the difference between dune like y- if you take all of uh, the voiceovers and the and the thoughts of people in the book you get david lynch's 1984 version which is awful yeah, <laughs> yeah that's brutal <laughs> and then if you figure out how to get your camera to speak you have Denis Villeneuve's twenty twenty one version of Dune, which is visually arresting yeah. in every way. It is the true cinematic experience. Right. So you need to understand how your medium works and how it is different than a book. I don't even know that doing
0: the voiceover is the cheap way. I, I bet Morgan Freeman commands a pretty high salary for a voiceover. Perhaps his voice the, is his voice is magical. Not the cheap <laughs> way, but like it's the easy way. Yeah, no, no. I, I get yeah. what you're saying. I just, it's
1: a it's a cop out for sure. And again, it's like like you can if if no one understands what they're saying, like just throw in some, some exposition. And that's what voiceovers do. And that's why I hate them.
2: So you would like this movie if it had zero
1: narration or less? It would be worse if it didn't have narration. I agree. It's absolutely necessary to have the, the narration because this is a shitty film. Right. That's why. Got
0: it. I do want to talk a little bit about The Escape. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's kind of funny. So he gets the rock hammer, and I love that um reds like oh, this is like a special request he's like i usually do a 20 percent markup but i'm gonna have to charge a little more he's like 10 bucks for the hammer i love that it's only 10 dollars <laughs> like, yeah I right that, that was so funny i mean i, I kind of forgot
1: <laughs> that this was like in the in the 40s <laughs>
0: yeah I, I was like that would, that would cost so much you know now he's like oh yeah i'll do it for a, for a pack of marble reds you know it's like, <laughs> that's like, it. like i thought that was funny and then it is a little goofy i think kind of how he escapes uh he's like a they think it's going to take him like a hundred years to, if he used the hammer and it, you know, it's like, Oh, he's like, Andy did it in less than 20. Yeah. Um, I did see a comment about it. They're like, it looks like something you'd see out of like a Wiley Coyote cartoon, like just the hole he crawls through it. Like it's so kind of cartoonish, you know? Yeah. I think that that's a kind of a funny note on that, but it it is a little goofy. The actual like kind of escape, you know, especially like him so dramatic.
1: Yeah. Especially breaking into the pipe, like trying to time it with the, the thunder and the lightning. Mm -hmm. That was weird. And like also like, how big he smashed a hole in the pipe what
0: with like a rock (laughs)
2: yeah yeah yeah, they kind of they kind of gloss over that but he must have hit that pipe like
0: a thousand times (laughs) i just i do think it's like if that's going to be like your kind of your climax it's like eh, it should be a little bit better than that but again i think for the time it's fine
1: yeah it's it's not the point
0: right right like i said like to me this is a slice of life type thing and the escape is almost like not really necessary. Like you could, just, I disagree with no. that. I think the whole point of the
2: movie is when he gets out of the pipe and he's like in the water and he like takes off his shirt and he's finally free. That's
0: like the whole point of the movie. Well, I guess, okay, I guess then you wouldn't have the redemption. I, exactly. That would make right. the title useless. But I mean like, uh, in, in, I mean in terms of what makes the movie like good, the escape is not the part of the movie that I'm like, is the good part of the movie i don't think it's the characters like that's I, what makes the movie good I to me i don't be. think so wow okay
2: i think wow. the the characters are completely blank like like Calvin yep. said they're just archetypes and i they, they don't just, really serve a purpose
1: they're just really just there to to provide the the uh the emotion to drive the pot plot points and make them seem believable to bounce everything off uh of everything so like honestly like um like his friendship with red is uh like <laughs> Shawshank's final act of magic is in the reveal of the tunnel, and it works because you have a storyteller who never knew, despite being the the man's best friend for twenty years. Right, like if that's like their entire friendship isn't the point of this film. It's not what makes it good. It's in service of that reveal. That's what's kind of weird about this movie is so. these, char- these characters aren't necessary. They're just there to drive the plot.
0: I guess that's like an interesting way to put it. Like, cause it makes you feel like this movie is about the characters, which is how I took it. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is like, this is a story about this, this friend group, I guess, you know, it's about Andy and red. But I guess if you kind of change it to that perspective, it is, it's all about the escape and how Andy is doing everything like really purposeful. Like, like I love he's like reading the bible when the warden comes in. Uh, yeah. To like, you know, cuz he's a religious man and so he's trying to get on the good side and everything. It's like it, everything he does
1: is like really purposeful. So I and guess It's also because yeah. he was hiding the bi- the the hammer. Right, right. Right. But yeah, so that's that, that that's what I mean. It's like if you, you the whole this movie goes in com- two completely different directions with the tunnel scene, with the escape. Um with it, it's all about the plot and the structure. Without it, it's slice of life. Right. Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's a good way to put it. I like that,
0: kind of the the two different perspectives you can take to it. Mm -hmm. It Makes this movie more interesting. A movie that I didn't find entirely interesting. I don't find it it interesting
1: either. It's just like these are. This is about us. I dug deep. I dug really deep, and like so. There's a bunch of themes and motifs that people have put to this. Like this. uh, So, so there's this idea of Christian mysticism around it. Like. Andy as a messianic Christ-like figure, like the beers being like a Last Supper type thing. Huh. Like you have the warden quoting Jesus from scripture, like but it's interpreted as like Lucifer will appear as a beacon of light and uh, he knows the words of God too. Blah blah. And you have Zihuatanejo uh, being like the idea of heaven and paradise, and you'll be with me. Like if you get out, you can come join me here. And then you also have like these other things, like this idea of the, like the power of cinema, like film to escape reality, because you have the film nights. You have Andy's pinups, you have uh, the beating back of the sisters with like an actual film reel. Right. And then like the other big thing is like Andy's, Andy and Red's friendship, like non-sexual friendship, like centered around getting to know the other person, not schemes or women, like true freedom is friendship. These are all things that people have ascribed to it. And like, so I think we've all know, like, I like to really analyze movies. For sure. Yeah. I like to look for symbols and allegories and motifs, and sometimes make leaps that just aren't there. This film has none of that. <laughs> yeah, I, I I read that, and I was like, people like ascribing all of this Christian mysticism to it, and like, no, it's in the tension of of a, of a corrupt system. It's all in service of uh, beating the little guy down, who is blameless, but not. Like, sure, maybe there's little, like, connections to, like, a Christ-like figure, but it's it's because like it that's not the point. Like this right. film is not any of those things. Like it, it was like it was like men need to read all of this. It like, sounds
2: you, like a lot of people trying to make connections that aren't there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it's just because like that's the power of stories. Like this is all the Jung stuff that we talk about. Like our the way we tell stories uh hasn't ever really changed. So these things just keep repeating themselves and that's all it is. Like it it got into it. Uh, it got into Shawshank Redemption because it's how we tell all, our, all of our stories, but it's not purposeful. Right. It's not actually connected to anything. And we know for sure that that's the case because there is not a single shot here that is trying to say anything other than its story. Right. That's
0: again, this is a really safe movie. I think if you're pulling, <laughs> if you're pulling all that stuff out of it, I think you're reaching.
1: Yeah. Like, which is, which is funny. Cause I mean, most of the time you guys look at me, like when I, when I bring up like, so yeah. mother archetypes yeah. and you're like, what the hell? Yeah. He like, it yeah,
0: is, it's a uh, refreshing to hear you be like,
1: it's just a movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was like shocked that there existed other people that were like, man, this movie is deep. so deep. Man. What?
0: No. <laughs> uh, are we ready to wrap this one up? Do you guys want to give scores on this one? i'm ready yeah how many uh soapstone chess pieces do you give this one mckinnon so i do gosh i
1: do have one final thought though okay because like yeah so it's like structure wise it's the best version of a lifetime channel movie Ooh, that's so good it's it's a hallmark movie it's something on tlc it's it's everything that those movies wish they were
2: i like that yeah but that's all yep (laughs) (laughs) i i give it a soapstones
0: yeah, that's one of the one of the rocks he uses to carve his. Genius.
2: Oh, I thought you meant like don't drop the soapstone or something.
1: Oh no, no. Oh, no. uh, wrong. That's con air. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's six and a half, I suppose. Ma- okay. Maybe maybe seven. It. I mean, it's a it's a harmless movie. It's just it's not yeah. doing anything outrageous, and it's, yeah. harmless, it's is harmless. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect no, way to put it. Yep. It's, it's six and a half. I say five. It's fine. Okay.
1: Yeah. It's, I'm giving it a seven point eight because it's very it's very hard to do what they did without also including any film elements <laughs> that's so interesting you you talk the most negatively about it but you're giving it the most because like because like what they it's more of this concept that everyone understands that this movie is good mm-hmm. but why is it not great okay and i know i know what makes it good and it's very hard to do that okay so that's really why i i, I will give it more more credit than it's due because like yeah like if you're going to come up with your formula your hallmark movie formula look at how many are terrible right just utter garbage so the fact that this took that formula and did it well enough to hold attention for 200 uh for 142 minutes is fascinating yeah it's I, that's I a do. triumph
2: in light of all the negative stuff they're still good
1: mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
0: okay all right yeah so we're wrapping this one up uh remember you can find us on uh, any platform you looking for your podcast like apple podcasts and spotify uh we also upload these to uh youtube uh, and if you want to get a hold of us, we have an email at uh, nowthisispodcasting100 at com. You can also leave uh, comments on our YouTube channel. We like to check those. I always get on and try to reply to what I see. It's a, and and you know, if you have any suggestions for things we should do in the future. Uh, so thank you for listening to Now This Is Podcasting.